The bat around continues, and we're going to try to hook up with uh, Gary Kendall, who's uh, the manager of the Bowie Bay Sox, and uh, try to get him uh, to talk a little bit about not just what's going on with his team this year. They're in the middle of a series with Akron at home this weekend, and currently uh, they are uh, in even 500 uh, so far this year. I think 13 up, 13 down. Uh, but the other part about this is uh, Gary's reached a milestone with the Bay Sox, and, and that, that is uh, managing his uh, 1,000th career game. And really, when you talk about longevity, that says a whole lot. And uh, to have him as part of this organization is really a feather in the Orioles' cap. And joining us on the line right now is Mr. Kendall. Gary, how are you this morning? Good. I'm doing fine. How are you all? I'm all right. Craig Heist in for Stan the Fan. And, and i got to ask you, first of all, 1,000 games. Uh, what does that mean to you, first of all? You know, I, and honestly, it flew by. And, and there's things that I keep track of. And it's usually not wins and losses or, or games managed in a, in a specific place. But it really was, uh, when I look back on it, what it meant to me was the the rosters that I've had throughout eight seasons, including this one, and uh, some of them are really special. And, and you know, some of them are winning. A lot of them are winning teams, but a lot of them are players that are no longer in a system that you just had a good bond with. They were really good organizational players, and I was very fortunate to be able to manage at lower levels. I managed in Bluefield. I managed in Aberdeen. So a lot of these kids that I had throughout those eight years, I was their first manager in Aberdeen. And an example, that's Caleb Joseph. And yeah. so in thinking back of a 1,000 games, you think about the great kids that you've had along the way that are out being successful people that are no longer playing in the Orioles system. And they, they call occasionally and they stop by, but that's really what I thought about. I thought about all the kids that, that I've been able, fortunate enough to be around, you know. Well, it's it's really important, you know, especially at that level to me, because, like you said, a lot of these kids don't get a chance to put that Major League Baseball uniform on. So, uh, you know, this is kind of like I almost equate it to, to college to some degree in that you have to prepare yourself for something else if that dream doesn't, you know, come to fruition. You know, one of the, 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 the nicest things that, uh, that I see once in a while is, is, is you see some of your former players becoming – either professional coaches or college coaches. We have an array of them. I bumped into one. We were just in Erie, Pennsylvania, and Nick Vitaliano, who pitched just a couple seasons for us in Delmarva, and I was fortunate enough to be there, and he's now a scout with the Cincinnati Reds. So, you know, Zach Clark, who's a successful right-hander, got a cup of coffee in the big leagues with Baltimore. You know, he's a successful scout. So there's, there's people that you see along the way, and you have along the way, that – they're, they're, the taste that baseball leaves them with when their career's over, that they want to stay in it. And you feel, honestly, and I feel, and our coaches should feel, that they played part of that taste. Because sometimes when a player's released or their career ends, they, they're a little bitter, maybe about how it all transpired, and maybe they felt they didn't get the opportunity, and they don't want to be around the game. And they, right. they, they go far enough away. So that, that's a nice feeling. When now one of the guys that has come through there and is back down there or was last night for the start of a rehab is Jonathan Scope. Number one, tell all the fans exactly how he looked last night. Well, you know, it was kind of a it was a rough night because uh, because of the weather. You know, we were 
we were expecting some impending rain, which we eventually got. So we played about four and a half innings of baseball. And, you know, when, and when you're getting there, you're trying to get your feet on the ground. And you certainly, John's a pro, and he was always a guy that wanted to make uh, a good impression to anybody that came in that ballpark. And, you know, he, uh, he struck at his first at bat. He battled, and, uh, and then the second at bat, he chased a high fastball and popped up. He turned a 5-4-3 double play and, and handled another ground ball. So, I mean, it was just – when you have a guy down there, you just honestly you want him to get through the night healthy. That's yeah. really the big thing. I mean, if they can provide some offense or make a stellar defensive play, that's outstanding. But I just want him to get through there healthy. And uh, he's going to be down in Norfolk today playing because our weather looks a little uh, could be a little testy tonight. A little, little iffy, and I'm wondering about that too because the Nationals play the Phillies at 4:05, so I'm wondering. We had a 39-minute delay down there last night. I'm hoping uh, that, that, that we can skate through without much of a delay because there's a hockey game to watch tonight. I hear you. I'm a Caps fan. I, I've been following it. You know, Gary, let me ask you this. What at, at the level, at the minor league level, it's all about really development of players, and everybody wants to win, but sometimes that doesn't happen. What motivates you day in and day out? to continue the grind of a long baseball season? Well, you know, I, I like the fact that, you know, I do want to win. And uh, I every day when, when I come to the ballpark, when I write a lineup card, I try to put guys in a place where they can be successful and they can develop. And sometimes that's dictated by the organization. But you put a lineup card together to win a ball game that night. And I feel that through, I think, through development or through winning, you develop. Yeah, I mean, I really believe it kind of goes hand in hand. Now, certainly, there's times where you have a prospect, and maybe he's in a situation where maybe he's scuffling a little bit, and you might have something better on the bench that day. But for his development, he gets those at bats, you know. So there's times where you, uh, it doesn't matter. Development comes head, you know, way over winning a ball game. Right. You know what I'm saying? So development is first. and It's a priority, and that's our job is to further along that ball player. But winning winning atmosphere in a clubhouse, because honestly, I've been fortunate where in the eight seasons I've been there, I've had six winning seasons. And this one's still at, at whether it's going to be yay or nay. But uh, <laughs> Well, you're what? You're 13, uh, up, one, 13 up, 13 down, right? Right. Okay. And, uh, you know, but we have, we have to start playing better. But you know, but, but six of those seasons, we were in some sort of playoff picture. And I tell you what, there's nothing better than, uh, than that feeling. That feeling is unbelievable. And uh, to know that you have a chance to extend your season and play for something and, you know, possibly, I mean, and, and honestly, it's a long year for a minor league player. They're on and off buses and mm-hmm. it's not flights and all that type of thing. And so a player can get a little weary, but I was surprised, you know, being in some playoff pictures and in some playoff opportunities in the Eastern League that these players get excited about, and it's important to them. You got uh, a, a lot of players that have come through. Uh, the players that you've overseen, when you talk about a Machado, a Scope, uh, Cisco, Bundy, Gosman, Mancini, uh, you, you know, for all of the knack, knack that this this organization gets a lot of time from the national media about mm-hmm. – about this organization's minor league system, it's produced some pretty good players. It has, you know, it it has, and it just 
it's just the way, I mean, you're always going to hear things that you, you know, somebody's always going to say something that's, 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 that's not popular. Yeah. And I think our body of work and Brian Graham, who runs our farm department, has uh, very good roving instructors and very good people in place. And I think we've we uh, we've done a really good job. I mean, there's always room for improvement. There's always room to, you know, to to, to hit on the to make a guy a better player and and to get a guy to the forefront. But I think we've done a good job. And um, I look at some players that are kind of on the verge. You know, that we have. I mean, there's a there's a really talented group of young guys in Delmarva. There's a couple guys in Frederick. There's a couple guys on our roster. So. There's there's uh, there's players out there, and we just need to consistently just uh, work with them, and you know, hopefully they're in our future. I know he's at Frederick right now, but how much have you seen of Preston Palmero? Well, instructional leagues mostly in spring training. He played on our roster in spring training on our Double A roster, and so I got a chance to see him play a little first when he first signed, and then second base. And second base is coming along you know, mm-hmm. and uh, making that routine play. And, you know, second base, you have to have agility and some arm strength to turn the double play and, you know, first step quickness. And uh, he's working on that daily. I tell you what he's got. And I was fortunate enough to be around in the 1990s as a batting practice pitcher and saw Rafael Palmero swing the bat. Very similar swing. I was going to say, he looks a lot like his dad, doesn't he? <laughs> yes, he does. And that, that, is a, that is an ultimate compliment. Oh, no question. The ultimate compliment because I tell you what, when he took a dry swing, he didn't have to hit a baseball. When he took a dry swing, the bat was born in his hands, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And a uh, really good-looking swing, and, and Preston possesses that. And so uh, the future's bright, man. He's a nice kid. Our, our last few minutes with Gary Kendall, who's the manager of the Bowie Bay Sox, and i got to ask you this, too. Uh, in terms of this organization, from the time McPhail was here, uh, and, and, you know, a lot of the success the Orioles achieved uh, getting to the postseason three of these years uh, over the course of the last six or seven, uh, you, you know, he, he was a large part of putting that together, but we've gone from that uh, uh, along with having Buck there as manager and, and of course, uh, uh, with Duquette. Uh, how have those guys been to work with? They've been outstanding to work with. They trust you. Mm-hmm. They put you in a position. You know, Buck's about trust. And if Buck doesn't trust you, you're not around real long. And, right. uh, you know, it's, it's spring training. I tell you, he makes such an impact in spring training, the detail on how things are ran. And he bestows a lot of trust in everybody. I'm not just talking about managers and coaches. I'm talking about he trusts from the groundskeepers to the people in the office, the information that he's given daily. Mm-hmm. And when you see that type of work ethic, you don't want to fail him. And you don't want to disappoint him because he's a sharp guy. He's built ball clubs throughout his whole career in baseball, very successful in the minor leagues. And when you have people in Dan's track history, you know, being with Boston and Montreal, I mean, I remember those Montreal clubs that were built over there with good drafts with Gary Hughes and the farm department and the good staffs that they had. I mean, it was uh, so, I mean, they've been very good to me and my family, and I'm very fortunate. But uh, they've been good to Baltimore, and they turned this thing around, and uh, and hopefully we can get this thing turned around here and and get back on it. But uh, great to work with, and, and I'm very fortunate. I pinch myself daily. <laughs> Last question for you before we let you go, and that's managerial as- aspirations at the major league level. Do they do they burn? Mine? Do they burn with you? 
Oh, you certainly always yeah. think about stuff like that, but that's not what this is all about. Really. Oh, I, I know that, but I just you meant... Know, I, oh, definitely. There's no doubt. You know, I've, our Patrick Leland's our third base coach in, uh, in, uh, here in Bowie. His mm -hmm. father, Jim Leland, who I know and uh, been associated with in spring training and get a chance to have dinner with him periodically. You know, and he says, uh, and this is not to knock the major, major league, 30 major league managers that are out there. Mm -hmm. But he always says this, and it's a confident thing for him to say to a, to a manager is that the, the difference between you and a lot of them is a break. It's yeah. being in the right place or somebody giving them an opportunity um, that you haven't got. And uh, because, you know, when you're up there, and there's certainly there's ball clubs that are a challenge to manage, you know, when you're talking about dollars and cents and how much is pumped into them financially. But when, when you're looking at guys making moves, X's and O's, and how to run a pitching staff, I mean, you know, running a pitching staff in Bowie's tough. It's not nearly as tough and as fast as it happens in the major leagues, but it's it's a it's a good gauge, you know. I mean, it, the game speeds up as you move on, and you're certainly. I always think about that, but you know, I'm also a realist to know that there's other ways that I can help our system if that never presents itself. And I'm on board with anything you know that they have for me. Well, Gary, you're an asset to the organization, no question about it. And congratulations on the milestone of a thousand games, and uh, hopefully you get that game in today against Akron. Yeah, we'll talk in another thousand, all right? Hey, absolutely. We'll do it. <laughs> we will do it. All Gary right. Kendall, thanks a lot for being you. with us all on right. the Bat Around. Take care. Appreciate it. Gary Kendall. And that's quite an achievement, you know, when you're dealing with young players and they're trying to fight to get to the major leagues and you're you're trying to be a, a mentor to them and a teacher and a developer of talent. Uh, that says a lot, and the Orioles are very lucky to have 